The Run, Lift, Mom podcast is brought to you by my efforts as a Zaya Active Independent Representative and partners, Hello Woofy for social media, Red H Nutrition, and Audible. Audible is the newest of this lineup, and if you want to try Audible free, all you've got to do is visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. And today we're going to spend all of our time in the running space because at the time of this airing, we are knocking on Global Running Day. Let's celebrate. Here's what I did. I went back into the archives from office hours in my private Facebook group, and I got out the one that was the most popular and has yielded the most questions after. This is a office hours session where we talk about beginning running strategies, self-reward, as well as strength training for runners. There are a lot of really great bits in here. I'll remind you it was from a live office hour session, so you might hear me responding specifically to somebody. Nonetheless, this is great information everyone can use. I know it's going to make you a better runner. So without further ado, here we are in office hours hanging out with the flexible training community, and I am up for coaching. I'm doing things very simply tonight, and I have received questions from you throughout the week. You guys can always just DM me, message me the questions that you have, um, or just the comments that we get in this group. That is how I am doing this. So um, here's what we're going to go over tonight. Uh, We're going to go over beginning runners. What are beginning runners doing? Um, Then we're also going to go over virtual races and how to choose them because we know there are a lot. Hi, Stacey. We know there are a lot of them. Um, And then we're going to go over strength training for runners, what you can be doing with that. So first and foremost, let's talk about if you are a beginner. I know there are some people in this group that are very, very experienced. So you might want to like, I don't know, get your scroll on for the next couple of minutes. But if you are starting with running or you know someone who is starting with running because the gyms are closed and they need something with minimal equipment, you guys, this is a way to encourage them. I want to give you three solid tips for beginning runners. And the first and foremost is use your run-walk ratios, okay? Use your run-walk ratios. So um, for example, um, you guys have probably heard this as the Galloway method. Jeff Galloway made run-walk ratios very popular, um, and it's actually a strategy for marathon runners. So what it is, is taking a ratio like eight and two or nine and one. And what Jeff Galloway, an Olympian found was that if you run for eight minutes and walk for two or run for nine minutes, walk for one. And the ratio you choose depends on just, it it really just depends on the runner, like their fitness level, kind of where they are mentally. Um, And what he found was that runners that knew they had that mental break and they were able to give their 
body a break. They had not only had similar marathon times, but you guys, it aided recovery. Runners that did this recovered faster. I don't think this is a bad strategy when you get above 26.2 or as we age, if you find yourself unable to recover, like if that is a real, real sticking point for you, I really like the Galloway method. It's what I personally use for my ultra marathons. So, um, but for beginner runners, I want you to take this concept and make it work for you as you're looking to doing, you know, 5k, or 10Ks, getting in the training for that. I want you to do like five and five or seven and three. Depending on where your fitness level is, you might want to, hi Angie, you might want to split it down the middle. So five and f- five minutes of walking, five minutes of running. Then when you're feeling really good about that, see if you can do seven minutes of running three minutes of walking, and so on until you are running in an unbroken way, right? You don't need to take those walk breaks for like a 20 or a 30 minute effort. So that is tip number one for beginning runners. The second tip is that um, I want you to focus on minutes and not miles. So in line with that Galloway thinking, I want you to think about instead of, oh, I'm going to go out. Ah, it's Carla. All our friends are here. Um, Instead of going out for for three miles, okay? I want you to think about going out for 30 minutes. I get it, you're covering a distance, your watch is gonna tell you the distance that you're covering, but if you are starting or you're a beginner runner, you guys, I really want you to focus on minutes, and that's especially true if you're doing these run-walk ratios. Why in the world am I telling you to do that? Because at the beginning, it is quite literally about putting one foot in front of the other, pick them up, put them down, pick them up, put them down. You wanna get where you're comfortable in that time then you can focus on the distance. And the same rings true for anyone who, for example, has had a baby and your doctor has cleared you for exercise and you're getting back into running. If you are watching this video and you've been there before, I want you to tell me so in the comments. It's like we get out there, we get cleared for exercise, and then you're like, why in the world did I ever do this for fun? Or if you've had to take time off for some reason or another, you got hurt or something like that, you finally get that clearance and it's like, oh, I did this for fun, right? It takes us a little bit. So those minutes instead of miles is intended to help you kind of fill that gap until you get the fitness part down to not only feel great up top in between your ears, um, but also to have your body feel great as well. My third and final tip for beginning runners is after 30 days to give yourself some sort of self-reward. This is not where I'm telling you to buy brand new Zaya. You guys know this isn't that kind of group, okay? Um, I'm telling you to do some sort of self-reward. Maybe it's registering for a race. Maybe you do need a new sports bra. I don't know. Um, Maybe you are getting a subscription or upgrade to an app. Um, Maybe... um, Maybe it's Angie. I'm laughing because she said, "Girl, I know what I know what you're talking about. What if you had your baby three years ago, though?" Um, Angie, real talk. Um, I know that you've been, you know, running. I, I really want you to consider doing minutes, thinking about the minutes before miles. It does so much for you mentally. It'll also get you physically where you need to be. And for any of us, let's say you fall out of routine. Okay, thirty days. 30 days. The current research on behavior change is saying anywhere from 14 to 45 days. So that's why I'm telling you 30 days. 30 days is really the sweet spot to make 
or break a habit. So if running is something that you're trying to do, I want you to streak for 30 days. I want you to put in that 30 days. We know from past office hours that recovery is important. We know that listening to your body and that maintenance and mobility is important. But I want you to make a habit of doing something intentional for your running for 30 days. If you run, for example, uh, if you've ran every day this week and you're feeling really sore, do you know what counts within that 30 days? It's doing a session for maintenance or mobility. That would count for an intentional day, and we're looking for 30 of them to make it make it a habit. Everybody here has made or break a habit, right? Um, and if you've if you've adopted a new habit, think about what it felt like after about a month or so, once it was in your routine. You guys, there's, I mean, Atomic Habits, if anybody's read that, they say about 55% of the decisions we make every day are actually rooted in behavior change. So if you want to put that into your favor, I really want you to think about establishing a habit. The same goes for any of those maintenance activities for your running. Um, if you're like mobility, girl, I haven't done mobility in two years. <laughs> I haven't done it in three years since I had that baby. What are you talking about? Um, I want you to think about 30 days, committing to it for 30 days. After that, it's more than likely going to be a habit. I want you to attach some sort of self-reward to it, though. So moms out there, maybe that's a babysitter. Race junkies, maybe it's registering for a race. Um, maybe, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, what your thing is. Maybe it is, I mean, for me, you guys, my favorite lip gloss is $25. That's really indulgent. That's a great self-reward for me. Try to make it non-food related if you can. Those are my tips for newbies. The second thing I want to talk to you about is actually kind of related. Maybe that uh, reward is going to be a virtual race or some sort of memento, like a piece of jewelry um, from a, for, for doing this or from a race you'll complete. I don't know what it is. There are a lot of virtual races. I remember doing these office hours, what, three, four weeks ago, and we were talking about, oh, well, here are a couple you can do because there were only like two kids on the block at that time. That's not true anymore. Um, the races are, there are a lot of races, you guys. Um, there are a lot, like quite literally, you could probably race every week and every weekend if you wanted to. Um, the New York Roadrunners are putting on the, the Brooklyn Marathon as a virtual race. I think that one is really worth looking into. There are a lot of wellness type series events. Um, I'm currently participating in one with Trivium Racing, and there's a strength and a um, mindfulness component to it. I mean, you guys, as far as the eye can see, there are virtual races. This is the advice that I'm going to give to you about virtual races. Find the people in your running community that motivate you and do it with them. I think we have a real opportunity in virtual racing right now to connect with people that we're not able to see that often. We all have our running club or our CrossFit or like our, our group of friends that we sweat with, that we work out with. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at some people that are on this chat right now. Angie lives right up the road and like, I haven't seen her since, I don't know, it's been like three months because life, right? Um, I know Angie, you have a sister across the country in Washington state and you guys share that love for running. Virtual races are a real opportunity for us to connect with the running community outside of our zip code. My running club is so great, you guys. 
but there are runners that I love dearly that are outside my zip code and virtual races are a really cool way to connect through that. So with virtual races, I am going to recommend that you find people that would do the same race with you and that you really connect with them. Maybe the virtual race is connected to a charity or um, just toward an an effort that you feel really passionate about. Um, Maybe it's supporting a uh, racing group in the state that you grew up in. I know in the state of North Carolina here, there's a group that is doing racing, benefiting the local breweries in North Carolina. Um, And people really, they think that's a cool way to support it. I do too. Um, So, there's going to be a race for you. Okay. There's absolutely going to be a race for you. This is like a 50 state marathon runner. When he or she is at the beginning of their effort, it's like, yo, there are lots of races in every state. Throw a dart, pick one, decide the weekend you want to race on, and then pick one from there. I think that strategy would hold up here as well. Find your accountability partner with this, no matter where they live. Remember, We're going to go back to running with the people that are only in our neighborhood or only in our zip code at some point. This is a unique time to grow your running community, your personal running community. This is cool, you guys. So decide when you want to race. If you're starting from the beginning, you might count backward and think about like how you're going to train. You're going to follow a schedule, but guys, loosely, loosely, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Please don't. I've got a podcast guest coming up in two weeks. She's a wellness, she's a fertility coach, but she made a very interesting point. And she said, the only person that cares about the number of miles that you're running or the amount of weight that you're lifting is you. (laughs) You're the only one that cares. Um, Now your coach probably cares as well, to be fair. Um, But like, I don't want you to get so caught up in what the schedule says and what number you're going to hit this week and that kind of thing that you miss the journey. So decide when you want to run, do a backward calendar count. If especially you need to get your fitness up to the level for the race. Um, And I promise you, there will be a virtual race there. Typically with virtual races, they're giving you a week or two window or they're doing a series that you can pick and choose from. So that's a good strategy. Finally, let's talk strength. And I do have an eye on the comments. If you guys have any comments about strength training, uh, because I got this, this question in a couple of different ways. One, what strength training do I do? And then two, there was a question about programming. So with strength training, I would say in keeping it simple to focus on three exercise, three types of movement. Okay. Push, pull, and squat. So push, pull and squat. Um, so pushing movements could be, for example, push-ups, body weight push-ups. If you don't have dumbbells or resistance bands or barbells or anything like that, um, push-ups are really, really great pushing movement. And keep in mind, if you can't do those military push-ups, you can always go to um, the counter or a bench or something like that. The higher you go, the easier it's going to be. In this group, in the flexible training group, I will post a video of a workout that I did uh, for Trivium Racing, actually, for their Take Back 2020 virtual. Um, And that includes push-ups. And I show you a couple of different ways that you can modify that if you're not quite there um, to do like floor push-ups. I would rather see you do a good, strong push-up on a bench or a step than go to your knees and snake and have your core be lazy. So, um, 
So push-ups. Let's see. Um, oh, I'm looking at the comments here. Angie, I'm so glad that you're doing the virtual runs with your sister. That is awesome. You should also be doing some strength training with her. So um, I also want you to do, uh, the second movement is going to be something with a pulling motion. So obviously um, this could be, if you've got like resistance bands, this is like some sort of row effort. It's going to be anything. And this is especially important if you are working, if you're telecommuting, okay, if you are in front of a computer all day, if you are hunched over a computer, you need those pulling movements. I dare say you need twice as many pulling movements if you have a desk job than you do pushing movements. I would go hard in the paint on pulling. Is this pull-ups? Yes, obviously it is. Maybe you are though um, out if you've got like a play set outside and you're just looking for an area that you can do um, and I'll put it in the comments below just like a YouTube demo for you. They call it like an Australian pull-up where you're just holding on to the bar and then pulling yourself up. You can do this very easily on like a, a swing set or something like that. So I'll try to find a couple of examples and put it below. If you've got any type of of bar or rail. You could always wrap a large beach towel around that. Um, and I've got a demo for you in that Take Back 2020 video with that as well. Um, so, so you're actually, you're gripping onto the towel and then you're doing that row movement. This is again, if you don't have like a resistance bands, if you've got hand weights, um, if you've got, I mean, a can of beans is a pound, you guys. Um, if you've got a, um, a milk jug, filled with sand. The handles on a milk jug is really fantastic. Again, we're looking for this pulling motion here. If you are blessed enough to have a home gym, I'm talking deadlifts. Okay. Um, that used to be called the health lift. We can talk about weightlifting history later, but like deadlifts are really, really good one for runners. This is to injury proof you. That's why we're talking about strength training. This is not about looking good in your bikini. This is to injury proof your running. And then finally the squats. I think most people here know enough to be dangerous about fitness. So you know about squats. Um, you can add, so you can add resistance. You're either add volume or add resistance as your fitness level gets higher. Squats are a really great one to do in grease the groove fashion. So that would be like doing 20 here, doing 30 there just a little bit throughout the day. Sometimes I like to set a number at the top of the day and say, I'm going to do 200 squats throughout the day and I'll pop off 10 and I'll pop off 10 and I'll pop off 10 more. I'll kind of keep tally marks going. But at the end of the day, my goal is 200. And that is just a random number that I often use. Please keep in mind, I'm fresh off a hundred miler training. Um, you'll want to adapt that number to your fitness level. But if you take anything from the strength conversation, it is push, pull, squat. If you like to run every day and you're like, dude, I'm okay. Maybe I'm doing a maintenance day, but I'm running six days a week or girl, I run seven days a week. What I want you to do is just take three days and do some sort of strength training utilizing that pattern. So you could either um, on non-consecutive days, do something with a push, a pull and a squat motion, or you could do a longer session with that push, 
pull, and then squat um, on three different days throughout the week. Um, I know you guys have plenty of re- uh, plenty of fitness resources out there. I'm not the end all be all on strength training. Um, I will happily point you in the correct direction if that's what you want to go in. I am concerned with injury proofing you. I am concerned with making sure that you're making the most of your fitness when you can't get to the gym. And I think push pull and squat is going to give you the most bang for your running buck. I don't think I have any other questions over here. Um, So that is it on the questions tonight. Thank you for celebrating Global Running Day with me with a replay of those office hours. The office hours were held a little bit earlier in the stay-at-home efforts as a way to engage the people that I coach. If you didn't know, I do offer training plans and coaching systems. You can go to runliftmompod.com and under the shop button to check those out. I'll link it so you'll either click details or swipe up to see that. You guys, if you're a beginner runner, remember minutes, not miles. Also your run-walk ratios. I loved in this episode how we hit on the power of habit and self-reward. And no matter what your running level is, beginner or advanced, I want you to hear me when I say push, pull, squat to injury-proof yourself. Thank you for listening. And until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. Thank you for listening to the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. This began as a passion project in February 2019, and now, you guys, it is legit my favorite thing to do each week. Record with the guests that come on Run, Lift, Mom, and then share their knowledge and expertise with you. I love this. I have done a lot of things right with this show. The thing that I've done wrong... I haven't asked you to rate, review, and subscribe enough. You guys, this is how other people find the show. So please do me a solid rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for being a listener of Run Lift Mom. Hey, Run Lift Mom listeners, if you are here for business or entrepreneur type topics, I want to let you know I have a new show. It's called Serve Then Sell, and it's available on 10 different channels, including Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. The idea here is not to just lump in the business topics with running, lifting, and momming. I want to create more of a separation. I hope you will come hang out with me over there. Again, the name of the show is called Serve Then Sell. Enter that into any search box and you're going to see it come right up. We'll be running, lifting, and momming over here. I hope you'll still hang out. Check in over there if it will be a blessing for you.